Yep, it's House, a.k.a. Mr. Smart City. And you are now listening to another reasonable, reflective, introspective episode of the Smart City Podcast. This is Season 3, Volume 2 of the Above 3D series. How are you, my dear listener, wherever you are on this planet? I hope everything has been going fantastic for you. Hopefully you've been able to focus on some of your passions lately, whatever that may be. You know, I had, you know, I had somebody write in and I appreciated their thoughts. So if you're listening to this, this one's for you. You know, I wrote you back in the email, but I thought it was worth putting on here because it is, you raised a great point. And it goes back to a couple seasons back when we're talking about my thoughts on religion, but somehow still talk about a quote unquote God. Now, I thought I had broken it down pretty well before. I thought I was pretty clear on it. But I come to realize, well, maybe I need to be a little bit more direct. It's a little bit hard without offending anybody. Because here's the thing, the reason I am touchy on this subject, not because it's dangerous for me, it's dangerous for the listener in the sense that I respect people who are religious, for sure. I respect it more than atheism because they at least believe in something bigger than them. Now, here's the thing about this, because we're talking about the supernatural, the divine, and that is the problem that I have with it right there, is that when we're talking about those things as a human, when I hear humans speaking about these things, it's not that I don't trust that there is a grand designer, but as I've mentioned, cannot, my rational thinking part of my brain and knowing how human nature works, cannot wrap my head around believing humans could pass a message 2,000 years, over 2,000 years, an accurate message, and take their word for it. And so that's the problem when I see organized religions. It's because it's open to the interpreter. I'm not going to let another human being make judgments or say what a god would want based on something that is man-made. And it is because it's written in books. You don't know what happened 1,500 years ago. The conqueror who conquers lives to tell the history. The victor is the one who shapes the stories. And that's all we have in our life is our stories. I've been around enough and enough situations where there is power plays, where there is teams of people, an organization, where there's a hierarchy and the dog climb to get into that coveted position right next to the boots that they kiss. Of course, the leader, the CEO, whoever it may be. And it's unfortunate that because part of my mentality is I don't throw dirt on other people, not because of slander or anything like that, or because it is petty, but mainly because I don't give people that power. I don't hold on to bitterness. It's not something that I allow to steal energy because that takes away from the creativity that prevents me from moving forward. It's much like a lawsuit. I've been burned many times. I've spoken about on here, burned for 20 grand. I could have fought it in court. It would have been a long, drawn-out process. I may have recouped every last penny of it, maybe a little bit more, but it would not have been worth the time invested to get that back. I felt that that time and energy could be spent making back whatever that was tenfold. And I was right. I ended up being right about that. So while it may have been principle, it wasn't laying down. It was just moving on. It was doing cost-benefit analysis. Is it worth the time? Could my Is my time more valuable? And would the time that I'd be giving up trying to earn this back be worth it? Or could I make more money or create more and use this energy and time towards these things instead of litigation? Well, that's how I view things. That's how I view time and money. And 
when I see corruption like that, when I talk about turning the cheek, I don't say it because you're submitting, you having to pivot. That sometimes, if you're spited in a way, that a direct attack revenge, tit for tat, eh, kind of a fool's game, kind of primitive in thinking. That sometimes you can be more tactful and get a greater score without even touching the other person. It's moving forward and building and protecting your time is always, always going to be the number one quality that I hold myself to, the standard that I hold myself to. So yes, it has happened many times and I've seen the circumstances that have led up to it. Unfortunately, a lot of people, they go through life and I say unfortunately in the sense that, yeah, it sucks to be burned, but they don't learn the lesson. Maybe at a point when it's too late, I see sometimes 50, 60-year-olds that have to learn this lesson way too late in life. Maybe they made it far enough in the sense that, okay, they haven't been burned, they haven't been jaded in that sense, they still have this overarching trust. But you know what? At some point, they have to be willfully ignorant to not see what's going on around them. And maybe it gets them in compromising positions that they have to blame other people for or or have been convinced to blame other people for. Is that not a pretty fairly accurate description of what we're seeing today? I would think so. But as this relates back to what I'm saying, with religion, when we talk about this, all of those different denominations, all these groups saying, no, he meant it this way. No, he meant it this way. No, this one's the right one. No, this one is. You're just being indoctrined by story and it's not it's not a god that i don't trust it's man when they say well how would a god allow these horrible things to happen well i would understand the sense that maybe it's a pleasurable life is not our purpose if there is one and i've also said many times i don't believe that a god would be meddling in the everyday affairs of people in fact that's all they look for is people they try to humanize something divine and supernatural. You can't do that. In fact, why do we even have that arrogance to think that we would be able to see a God? They're probably something that could design something this intricate. You think that they would share the same exact traits when they said, well, God made us in his image. Well, that was in a book. That was in the written text translated by man. Again, another part of the human brain that must humanize things there could not be any extraterrestrial life because we haven't seen it and the conditions don't exist for them to do that we are at the direct proportionality to the sun the perfect coordinates to support life okay that's assuming something extraterrestrial would need the same exact things as us and maybe that's a grim view but maybe it might help to think that we're not as all as valuable as we really think. And that's okay. Why does that even matter? Maybe it's time to stop taking things so seriously. So the fact that it's not a god, it's people that I don't trust is the reason. A grand designer, in a sense, could be so abstract, like we don't even see the wind. We can't even see all the colors on the spectrum. We can only see about 66%, I think, was the statistic I saw. Don't quote me on that. I'll have to do my fact-checking, my real fact-checking, not some paid intern. But we can't even see the full color spectrum, yet we expect that they would just miraculously make their presence known. Maybe they can see the thoughts inside all of our heads. Some people are saying, we're in a simulation. It's a video game. This is some computer nerd science experiment. Well, if that's the case, this would be one hell of a game that we're throwing away, wouldn't it? I mean, if you really wanted to make a video game that was super badass, wouldn't real life like this be the ultimate form of virtual reality? 
if it is a simulation, how does that change anything? You still have to live. There's still pain that you would feel. So people would say, oh, well, we might just be a brain in a jar at the end once we return back to our form. Maybe. Nobody knows. You're not going to find it. The best minds on this planet that we know in recorded history still couldn't find it. Some people went insane. The one Frederick Nietzsche, he went too far down the rabbit hole, he said, and he couldn't get back out and he lost his mind. Let's learn from our history that we're not going to figure this out. All we do know is our truths. Our DNA tells us, it's very simple, get food, we reproduce, and we go to sleep. Those are the only truths we know. Come into this world when we're born, war crying. The first breath you take, you are yelling, you are screaming, you are a ball of rage, and then you are tamed, and then you are, you, then your mind is shaped, and your perception is shaped by the stories that people tell you and the reality that you live. So here's my thing too, if you feel offended by this mess, why do you care what I think so much about this? If you're so convicted in it, not to mention... That's your story. It might very well exist in your reality that you have undeniable proof. I love Jesus. And that's the thing is that I'm not even religious. I am not a Christian. I I love Jesus so much that I couldn't be a Christian because it goes against everything in his, the mentality. If you are really paying attention to what he's saying and what he did, he stood up to a bunch of people that hated him. He said unpopular things without fear. He was the ultimate ultimate rebel the biggest badass that has ever lived on this planet and you think that what people do in his name he would be okay with he would probably hate it that's what i think but i'm not going to put words in his mouth because they're not mine i don't do that see and that's the difference that's why i don't like organized religion is because that's what people do they put words in other people's mouths they interpret it to their own perception and their own version of reality that's my number one idol if i had to even call it an idol Yes, he is supreme to me. Not in the fact that I want to go out and change people's beliefs. I don't care. If you believe in that, sweet. I support that. I support anything spiritual. But as far as I go, when people say, well, you're not a believer. You're right, I'm not. Not in whatever scripted thing that you believe in. And that's cool. People have a really tough time separating the fact that you can love Christ but not be a part of the man-made religion that goes into supporting and worshiping him because that was all afterwards interpreted by people and then passed through generations and generations. But basically, even if you had to look at it from any sense, literally, metaphorically, knowing that, hey, you're going to screw up, it's impossible to, to live completely pure. 100% right about everything. So I don't know. I don't really know the whole backstory because I wasn't there. That's not my thing is I don't even believe what scientists say about this earth being billions and billions of years old and be so sure about it. How many times have lab coats been wrong? So many. We're still discovering things that are wrong. They're saying about 83% of studies that have been published in the past 200 years have been proven false now and have been unable to be repeated. So what does that tell you? It just tells you that there's somehow this conflict apparently between science and religion. And I'm saying we don't know a damn thing. All we know is our truths. We're the only species that ever questions these types of things. But that is my answer. Trust in the numbers more than anything that we do see things are orderly. We do see the product of design to say that, oops, it just kind of happened. I have friends that are atheists. We don't talk about it because I think it's it's silly, much like some of the things they think I think are silly. That's fine. I don't let a label define their entire 
personality like that. But that's my thoughts on that because I look at the numbers. I look at how mathematically sound everything has to be in order for life to support itself. We look at water. We see that there's a certain amount that we have to have per day to survive. And everything's rationed. If somebody was able to drink all of the water on this planet with a big giant straw, trust me, they would have done it by now and nobody would be alive. People that are corrupt or have ill intentions towards society, they get weeded out. They always do. They always do. We see this in the federal prison system today. You know, If somebody was going around killing people, even if it was martial law, then back in the day with the barbarians and hunter-gatherer tribes, somebody would have taken a rock, the bully would be put down and that would be the end of it that's how society regulates itself so there's not this one dominant killer of a person walking around and that's the order part of things right and that's what we're seeing a lot today too is that this order and these numbers are being thrown off and people are okay with it there's no way that people are going to be okay with it once it directly affects them I will tell you that but I really think that a lot of the people that are getting this flack for critically thinking that some of them take it too far and are worrying about things that really shouldn't be. I hear not a whole lot of solutions on what to do about it, but just trying to fix other people, which we've seen does not work. No history and you know the future. Nothing has changed about humans. We've seen this in Rome. A lot of the constitution that is in the United States was written based off the downfall of Rome. Not a lot of people know that, but communication... That's number one, right? That's the number one. That's the First Amendment right there. And there's a reason for that. And that's because communication, which is the transmission of information, is by far the number one most important key to survival. That is how humans have survived. Catapulted to the top of the animal kingdom. It was the difference between being able to say, hey, don't go across that bridge. There's an alligator pit over there. What you want to do is you want to head west and there's a blueberry patch. That's the difference between animal that just bounces from stimuli to stimuli. It's strategy, planning. All of that goes together with communication. So that should be the most important thing for anybody. And if anybody is trying to go against that, come on. Left or right, it doesn't matter. You're falling into tribalism of people that don't give two craps about you. You need to think about the repercussions of giving that power away to other humans. Again, these politicians, they are not gods. They don't give a damn about you. And they've proven that through their actions throughout history all the time. You see these rulers that have died and left their journals and diaries behind and how they've spoken about people many times. Why do we think that anybody is any different because we are the ones under them getting ordered around that, oh, because it's my lifetime, they certainly wouldn't want bad things to happen to me. No, it's not that. It's just they don't care. They set things up that serve their purpose. Nobody questions it. And if they do, they're killed. And then everybody goes about their day and it's accepted. And that is unfortunately how life is. That's why I have taken the gray pill. So that might be the longest answer I ever give about divinity, trusting in religion. But yes, I have been let down by my fellow man. Doesn't mean I want to harm anybody. People get that message. I am not bitter. I, I accepted it. That's the point. That's the difference. Instead of trying to go out and go, what's wrong with everybody? Well, Jesus tried saying, people are going to screw up. That's why you got to look after yourself and go inward. And it's okay to be selfish. It was put there for a reason. It's for self-preservation. You're supposed to look after this vessel, this chemical bodysuit that we've been given because it's not ours. We return it at a certain point. It's a home that we embody 
And you wouldn't go into somebody else's home and make a mess, would you? You wouldn't think that was right. I know you wouldn't. So that's how you have to look after things. You gotta look after, stop looking so much outward for everything. People do that way too much. They look outward for everything. And when I say this, when I say do not depend on people, I mean for everything. I'm telling you everything. When you make a plan, plan and put in your plans that you can count on people letting you down. And if they don't, then that's awesome. Then you're pleasantly surprised. But at worst, that's why a lot of plans fail. You know, that is because they rely too much on someone following through successfully. Funny enough, back in World War II, the Canadians were the only group that finished all their missions and completed them successfully. Not a lot of people know that. That's not a pumping up the Canadians type thing. It's just, it goes to show you that the larger purpose, no matter how much glory people get, that at one time they were at the mercy of somebody actually doing their job and finishing it successfully. Imagine if they didn't. That's part of the gray pill. That's how, especially in this day and age, now that we see how easily influenced minds are, question that screen. You got to. You got to question everything that's going on around you. You can't blindly accept it like that. It's just setting you up for a world of pain. So if you're going to talk about self-development, there it is. It sucks because you feel like you're missing out on the human experience. But a lot of things will start to reveal themselves and make themselves You'll start to understand things. It's better when you understand things. It hurts at first, but when you can see plays unfold before your eyes and you can put an end to it very simply, as easy as you could blow out a candle, well, the suffering stops. Wouldn't you rather have that? That's what everybody wants to do. They want to avoid pain. But how much of of short-term pleasure is worth really long-term pain? To me, it doesn't seem like good business. It's not a good transaction. I'd rather just not get into it. As much as we'd love to throw ourselves into a new best friend that we've met. You can count on it being short-lived. You can count on expectations not being met. You can count on people giving up before a mission is complete and having excuses. You can count on people giving in to their desires. But that also doesn't mean that you should hate people for it. It's natural when you find it out. And you'll start to see what I mean if you hear this. You'll start to see it. And you won't be able to unsee it. But that doesn't mean you should be bitter It's a natural reaction to do that at first. But once you accept it and just say, hey, there's nothing I can do, no amount of removing the blindfold for people is going to help that, you'll start to be able to plan better for your life. You'll start to have better answers more naturally. You'll start to come up with better answers, solutions, a problem. You'll be an expert problem solver. That's the best thing that comes out of it. You won't have to be let down by things because that was accounted for in your planning. It's already wrapped in to your thinking. When you make plans, you follow through successfully and execute on them successfully because you plan for the worst case scenario. That's how you stay 10, 20 steps ahead. If you have ever known anybody that is like that, it's an expert strategist. They have that hidden ingredient and that's called foresight. That's how you develop that that cunning. Now what you do with this information, I don't know. Many people unfortunately use it for evil. That's how cults start. It sucks that somebody like Charlie Manson couldn't say, hey, we should go out, try to help as many people as we can. Imagine if he said that to his following. But no, 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 that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Don't go into these extremist ideologies. You got to remove the bias. As much as you possibly can, you got to remove that bias. That is the ultimate gray pill. That is the gray pill in a nutshell. Life is so much better when the pain that you have is inflicted by yourself and it's controllable for and, and there's a cure for it because you can always bounce back. That's what being resilient is about.
if you want to take the blue pill, that's fine. The subconscious mind is always, always keeping its eye open. Always monitoring things before you even do or even know it ever did. It's crazy. That's the motivation for integrity right there. So think about that. Don't be mad, like I said. Don't be upset about things. Question things. Find freedom in knowing that we don't know what we don't know. Find freedom in knowing that you can cut the tethers of dependency on the volatility of human emotion and really take control of where you want to go. But you know, as they say, but you know, as the monks say, our reality is often clouded by the five senses that we were given and that that the truth. Close your eyes and plug your ears. Yes, there is power in that solitude. And I will leave you with that there. You stay safe now. Remember, go above 3D. Don't let 3D BS ruin your path. Keep on your path. So we'll see you next time. Mr. Smart City out. Ciao.